Okay, welcome to the Pillar Tax Podcast. We got Mr. Dan Pillar back here again in many opinions across the nation. He is the foremost tax authority when it comes to education, information, and really standing for the people. And so, Dan, just to get right into it, just coming in hot, what's all this talk about the employee retention credit? There's a lot of confusion, a lot of excitement. It's all over the place. What is the employee employee retention credit, first and foremost, Dan? Yeah, for, first of all, the employee retention credit, Jay, is a refundable credit that was created in the law it, as part of the CARES Act in March of 2020. And this law was designed to provide a cash benefit to employers for keeping their employees on the payroll during the COVID shutdown period. Of course, everybody remembers, everybody knows about all the drastic shutdowns that occurred right. uh, starting late March, April of 2020, uh, going all through, in many cases, going all through 2020. This CARES Act provision created a refundable credit based on a percentage of the wages paid to employees. All right. So this was, Jay, when I say refundable credit, I mean, you can get more money back from the government than you paid in in the first place. All right. Wow. It's the business equivalent the, to the to the earned income tax credit. The earned okay. income tax credit is a huge refundable credit. It's really, Jay, it really is a welfare program that's fund, that is administered by the Internal Revenue Service through tax refund programs. That's what the earned income tax credit is. The employee retention credit works somewhat the same way in that you can get money back from the government that you never paid in in the first place based on the salaries that you are paying to employees during this COVID shutdown period. That's what the employee retention credit is. It's worth billions and billions. Of, there's been, there's been, I think they funded it to the tune of about $85 billion, Jay, that oh. was set aside to pay these employers. Uh, and, and there's been about 3.8 million uh, claims now that have been made. So this is, this is a big deal. A lot of businesses are doing this and, and it's, you know, it's, a lot of excitement on the one hand for businesses because we're getting this money back, right? That means that means some attention's coming from this certain three-letter agency then, right? You are exactly right. You're precisely correct that the IRS is really starting to get panicked about this employee retention credit now. And they're starting why, to why, why would they be getting panicked, Dan? I mean. Well, that's that, that's a good question. If, if the credit is in the law and I'm following the law. Right. Why aren't I able to claim the credit? Well, the answer is you are able to claim the credit, but here's what the problem is. The IRS is believing that more and more bogus claims for the credit are being made oh. by businesses every single day. And and, and in fact, uh, uh, IRS Commissioner Werfel came out with a statement. There have been, there've been actually three news releases that the IRS has put out uh, one in one in July and then September and then just recently here uh, October nineteenth uh, the IRS put out its third one where where they're 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 showing increasing concerns about the potential for bogus ERC credits and uh, one of the statements that Werfel made in one of these one of these news releases was that the further we get away from the pandemic. He believes, or the IRS believes, the less likely it is that these claims are legitimate. Now, wow. I, don't, I don't particularly believe that, Jay. Because Why don't you believe that, Dan? That's a good question. Yeah, because, because there's so much ignorance out there 
by people, particularly small businesses, particularly small businesses that don't have the day-to-day -day accounting and legal talent that they need to keep them current and keep them, you know, keep them rolling here with compliance. These people don't know what the rules are. All right. That's number one. Number two, the employee retention credit is very, very complex. The IRS issued hundreds of pages of guidance on this credit in uh, mid to late 2020, showing businesses how it works. But that wasn't enough, Jay, because the credit went through three different amendments since oh. it was passed into law in, in, uh, in March of 2020. It was amended three different times and then repealed. And and the, and the repeal in November of 2020, uh, 2021 was made to apply retroactively. Wow. So so it's 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 a complete it's a complete. Okay, when it got repealed, did it get put back in place? No, no, it hasn't been put back in. But here's what <clears throat> businesses need to understand today: the the law is still effective for the period of time that it was on the books. So okay. from March of 2020 through September of 2021, businesses may still qualify. And from October 2021 to December of 2021, certain businesses can qualify. All right. So the, the broad brush occurs from, from, from March to, uh, to September of 2021. And then a more narrow application okay. applies from October, November, December. So the fourth quarter of 2021. So how, how does the person know if they're eligible or not? Dave? Well, that's, that's what I'm getting to. What the IRS has done, Jay, is they've shut down the processing of these ERC applications. They've actually closed it down and they've set up a whole scanning system here now to go through all of these claims with a fine-tooth comb to make sure they're not paying out oh. bogus claims. Now, I understand they don't want to pay out bogus claims, and I will tell you this, uh, as a business, you don't want to make a bogus claim to the IRS. No. Sure, you do not want to do that. That's high but, probability you're going to jail if you do that, right, Dan? Well, it's it's a high probability of problems, all right? Now, the, the, the question of whether you're going to jail or not really depends on probably the dollars and cents that are involved. Okay, yeah, just don't play with that. Don't play with that. You know, listen, I don't care if it's a million dollars or a thousand dollars. You don't want anything to do with a bogus claim with the IRS. You just right. All right. So the IRS is looking at these things very, very carefully. Now, what you need to do as a small business person is make sure that you align yourself with a competent tax professional that's got experience with this employee retention credit. Do not, Jay. Do not work with a marketing company that's mm. hustling you to sign up so that they can get commissions and so on uh, as, as a result of generating this business. You want to deal with a tax preparation firm, a tax mm. litigation firm that has specific experience in the employee retention credit. As I said, this is a very complicated. You realize you said tax litigation. And so people are going to say, Dan, do you do this? Well, yeah, we do it. We do this kind of work, Jay. But I'm not the so only. So you, so you will do an ER. You will do. You will help people with their ERC if they come to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We can do that. Wow. And, and as a matter of fact, I've taught classes to tax professionals on the ERC. Uh, last year at my Taxpayers Defense Conference that we had in uh, Phoenix last year, you were there, Jay. I believe. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, you were there. Um, yeah. I taught a class on the employee retention credit, and I've and I've done uh, a number of web uh, web classes since that time. So I understand the credit. There's people out there that understand the credit. You don't have to go it alone. I don't want you to go it alone. I want you to get competent professional help from someone who knows what they're doing so you don't make a bogus claim. That's awesome. Now, I guess 
that you kind of went into it. So how do businesses safely do this? I, did you answer the question? I think they just get a hold of you. Well, I, I, let, let's let's talk about let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, you have to be a qualifying business. All right. And this is where a lot of the a lot of the confusion is coming from. And this is where uh, professional marketing firms, not tax professionals, professional marketing firms are taking advantage of of uh, of uh, companies that of, of individual of, of businesses. That's what I'm trying to spit out here. They're taking advantage right. of businesses, Jay, that don't know the rules. In order to qualify, and there's a lot of them, Dan. I mean, I see this stuff all over the place. Oh, I yeah. get, I get calls all the time now. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. So, so in order to qualify, one of two things has to have has to have happened to your business. All right. Number one, there has to be there had to be a drop in revenue. Now, depending on what period of time we're talking about, the drop in revenue changed. Okay, so during one period of time, it was a drop of X percent during another period of time, it was a drop of Y percent. And this is where it gets confusing is because you got all these different time periods and different rules apply to different time periods. But the first the first qualifier is, did your business have a drop in revenue? All right. The second the second thing is, and this is either or, Joe, Jay, you don't have to meet both of these conditions. You yeah. need one condition or the other. Gotcha. Right? The second condition is, was your business fully or partially shut down as a result of a government ordered shutdown? All right. So and it could be a federal, state or local government order shutting down business operations. So, for example, restaurants couldn't have uh, people come in, sit down. Inside, and anymore, right. right. They had to take out. Now, as I said, it's either a drop in revenue or you're subject to a business to a business shutdown like a, like a gym like a lot of gyms shut down yeah, yeah exactly right gyms okay. had to shut down you know all kinds of places shut down i mean just there there were there were businesses across the board that clothing were stores and everything everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. just go down the list right now you don't have to be be in both categories you don't have to have both a reduction in, in gross receipts and a shutdown order it's one or the other so, so you could have had an increase like i was just some of these that. restaurants that were doing they were they started doing more in takeout and their businesses went up yeah that's exactly right there are businesses whose revenue increased substantially during the pandemic but yet they were subject to a shutdown order those businesses can qualify for the employee retention credit all right so that's that, that has to be like every restaurant probably you know, had an uptick because takeouts are crazy. Yeah, the takeouts were crazy, no question about it. And and so you just you, you know you 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 uh, uh, you, you got to look at your situation now. Where the confusion is coming, Jay, is that some of these marketing companies are interpreting the government, the quote unquote shutdown thing, much more broadly than the law allows them to interpret it. Okay. Right. So what they're saying is that they're they're using this 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 uh, supply chain string argument, and they're saying that if a business that provides uh, materials and supplies to you to facilitate your business, if that business was shut down, and that shutdown affected your capacity to get raw materials for your product, mm. that and that means you were shut down. And that and that's not true, Jay. Okay. Right, so so we, got, we, we got to understand that the shutdown order applies only 
to your specific industry. And so, so if your specific business was subject to it. I got to ask you a question that first slips by because that means if, it, if that a lot of the marketing companies are just trying to take a lot of stuff and then slap it up against the wall and maybe people are just wasting their time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I and I think part of the problem is, well, it's it's anytime, anytime the government gets involved in giving away free money, Jay, there's waste, there's fraud, and there's abuse, right? Okay. It's just undeniable. The fact of the matter is the earned income tax credit has been on the books for you know, 45 years or more, as long as I've been paying attention, there's been such a thing as an earned income tax credit. And it's been the number one source of fraud in the Internal Revenue Service wow. system, uh, you know, for the last 30 or 40 years. The, 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 government accounting, uh, the Government Accountability Office, which is the watchdog accounting uh, function in Washington, D.C., that looks, that overlooks all of the various functions of the uh, federal government, they they deemed this EITC to be a high risk program, and it's been considered a high risk program for at least two decades because of waste, fraud and abuse associated with getting free money from the government. All right. Man. And so th this employee retention credit, unfortunately, is no different. A credit that was put in there designed to, to help businesses get over the hump from the pandemic shutdowns is being abused. And, and, and there's no question that billions and billions of dollars in, in, uh, in uh, improper refunds are being handed out to the point where now the IRS has set up a special task force. And this is the this is the thing I want to make uh, clear with this. Mm -hmm. This point here, and that is the, the, the Internal Revenue Service has now created a special task force, and there was actually a special prosecutor that the Biden administration assigned in the Justice Department to work these, these uh, employee retention credit cases very, very aggressively. They're not playing games. So, so my advice to small businesses mm -hmm. out there is if you think you're entitled to an employee retention credit, make sure you're dealing with a qualified tax professional. And for those businesses that don't think they're entitled to an employee retention credit, don't think that that is necessarily correct. All right. Get somebody who's got experience in evaluating these things. Talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about and get a proper uh, analysis of your situation. The key is a full financial analysis of your situation is required. You can't just answer a few questions over the phone and say yes or no. That's what these marketing companies do. They, they ask you a few loaded questions. If you answer yes to, you know, their half a dozen questions and they say, yeah, ha ha, let's go. But you may not qualify. But that doesn't mean you don't qualify. So what I'm saying is make sure you're dealing right. with somebody who knows what they're talking about so you get the benefit of the credit if you're entitled to it and you don't end up making a bogus claim if you're not entitled to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got everything to gain, nothing to lose here, folks, right. everything. Right. Yeah, so you want to exactly do this right. the right way. So, Dad, if somebody wanted to get a, get a hold of you, to, I mean, are you taking as many people that will come or is it limited? How does that work? Well, no, we, we, we evaluate each situation, Jay. We can't take everybody and we don't take everybody, but we evaluate the situation. And so people can get a hold of me at my uh, website, which is taxhelponline.com. That's all one word, taxhelponline.com. And you buy any book off my website at any price point, Jay, you get a free consultation with me directly and personally. So taxhelponline.com is the place to go. Buy your book, get 
get a free consult. In fact, my book, Dan Pillow's Small Business Tax Guide, is, is a, an excellent resource for any small business. Whether you're in trouble with the IRS or not, you need that book. And, uh, and you buy that book, it'll help your business. Plus, you'll get the consult with me directly and personally, and we can start the process. You know, another thing, folks, get over to PillowTaxAcademy.com. If you own a business, you should be going through the, the business tax mastery course. Like, that's, Dan's got five hours of material just laying that down meticulously to where you're earning money because you're not giving up as much money because of what you don't know. So, Dan, this has been a powerhouse podcast session. Any other closing words, Dan? Well, there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case, Jay. I don't care what kind of tax problem you got with the IRS. There's always a way, always a way to resolve it. So go to TaxHelpOnline.com, PillowTaxAcademy.com, educate yourself, equip yourself to deal with the IRS so you don't get run over. Let's go, guys. We'll see you the next time. We keep bringing the fire here on Pillow Tax Podcast. Until the next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.